This is an independent podcast. Hi there, I'm Phil Rosenthal from Somebody Feed Phil, and this is my interview with the interview dudes. All right, so how did you first become interested in food and cooking? Oh, well, I think I always loved food. I wasn't a great cook because my parents weren't great cooks, so I didn't get a lot of great food growing up. I used to beg to go to McDonald's because that at least had flavor. And it wasn't until I left my parents' house that I really got into it, especially when I went to Europe for the first time. Have you guys been to Europe yet? Uh, uh, no. No, but I'm going there soon. You are? Where are you going to go, Ben? Uh, like Switzerland. That's good. I think you'll like it. Uh, I didn't get to travel to Europe until I was 23. So the I say the younger you go, the more uh, travel you're going to have in your life, right? If you start early, that's just years more of travel. So I recommend that for everybody. Uh, what inspired you to create the TV show Everybody Loves Raymond? Oh, well, I was working in sitcoms. And, you know, when you're a writer for somebody else, your dream is that one day maybe you'll have your own show. And then uh, I remember meeting a comedian named Ray Romano, and he had been on a show. Do you know who David Letterman is? I've no? heard of him. Yeah, he you you might have heard of uh, Jimmy Fallon and before him, Jay Leno. Right. And and these are late night talk show hosts, right? And Johnny Carson was the most famous. And David Letterman, you know, kind of was the great one when uh, we were in college and beyond that. Anyway, Ray got on that show and David Letterman said there should be a sitcom for this guy. So they set about looking for writers to create a show for him. And I was chosen. I got lucky. I got to write a show for Ray. And what I didn't know about his family, I put in characters from my family, but it was really based in our two families. So can you tell us about your experience traveling the world and exploring different cuisines for your show? I'll have what Phil's having. Yeah, that was the first show that was on PBS. And we started, you know, with what I thought were earth's greatest hits, Paris, Florence, Hong Kong, Tokyo, Los Angeles. Uh, we just we just uh, thought maybe we don't maybe we only get this one shot of six episodes, and sure enough, we only did get six episodes on PBS. But luckily, here came Netflix, and we changed the title to Somebody Feed Phil, and we've been on for six seasons there. But the experience has been so fantastic because if you like to travel at all, you know, if you if you're making a, a television show in these places, you're very welcome. They like they like to be on TV, the, the restaurants and the places that we go, because it's kind of like 
free advertising for them. And for me, I couldn't be luckier to get to go to these places. But by the way, even before I was filming, I felt lucky to go. You know, it's the point is to just go. The message of the show, of the book, of everything I do is to say, you can do what I'm doing. You just have to go. You're not going to get these great experiences just watching TV. You have to get out there. Mm -hmm. So how do you how do you balance humor and emotion in your writing and storytelling? Oh, that's a nice question. Um, you know, when I was growing up, the, the TV shows that I watched, and I didn't even realize it, I didn't even know there was writing and directing and producing. You know, when you're a little kid, you don't know. You just look at the TV, you almost think they're real. A lot of people still think the people on TV are real. But I was drawn to the emotion. I just always thought that it made it better. It made it more real because nobody's life is just jokes all the time. So when there's an emotional moment or even a moment that almost makes you cry or does make you cry, that just bonds you to the characters stronger because you you believe them as real people. And so I always look for that in whatever I'm doing. And we had it on Raymond and I even, you know, look for that in the real life show, uh, Somebody Feed Phil. I, I'm looking, I don't, I don't try to manufacture those moments in the unscripted show, but when it happens, I absolutely love it. I want to be touched by something that somebody says or somebody's life or how great they are, right? What shows do you guys like? What do you watch? Nah. I haven't watched TV in a long time. No? I see by your background you're into books. <laughs> well, I like to watch I, I like to watch um some reality shows like Survivor and like The Amazing yes. Race, stuff like yes. that. Yes. I watched, you know, I'm old enough to know when those shows started, right? So I watched them at the beginning, uh, but they've been on for a long time, right? Yeah, my, my mom really loves TV shows, but, you know, getting back onto the questions. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Uh, what have been some of the most memorable moments and experiences from your culinary travels? Wow. Uh, you've seen the show, right? Uh, no, but my mom, I think my mom has seen it. Your mom has seen it. Have any of you seen this show? I've seen a bit of it. That's nice. Uh, I was going to ask you what you thought was memorable because I'm interested in your take. But for my part, maybe some of the scenes that have scared me are the most memorable. Like my brother, he's the producer, and he made me go in a race car on a Formula One track with a driver in a Ferrari and I wait, I went 187 miles an hour. And I thought that was the worst thing that ever happened to me because when you watch, do any of you watch uh formula one racing yeah. or race car? Yeah. NASCAR. It looks like it's going very smooth around the track. Right. But when you're actually in the car, it's not smooth at all. The first of all, when you take off, when it starts, you're thrown back like you're in a rocket ship with all the G-forces. And then they go into the turn, and they just don't go wee around the turn. They hit the brakes as hard as they can. I don't know if you've ever been in a car 
when somebody had to hit the brakes really hard. Well, you're, you're thrown forward. And then if they screech around the corner, you're thrown to the side and then to the other side. And then you take off again. This happens over and over because there's so many twists and turns and up and down. And I thought I was going to die. It was that was very memorable, though. I'll never forget it. I never want to do it again. But uh, that's the stuff that sometimes they make you do if you have a TV show. Yeah. Once in a lifetime experience. Yes. Yes. I've had other ones, too, where I've jumped in freezing cold water off the coast of Ireland. Yeah. Uh, because the other people I was with were doing it and they wanted me to do it. So I thought I better do it. Uh, am I glad I did it? Yes. Was it very uh, painful even? Yes. Have you ever been in freezing cold water? <laughs> I don't recommend it. <laughs> Uh, so can you discuss the process of adapting Everybody Loves Raymond for foreign markets and how you maintain the cultural authentic authenticity of the show? Yes, I think you're referring to a documentary I made about that very thing, which it's called Exporting Raymond. And that was when Russia called me and asked me to turn Everybody Loves Raymond into a Russian show called Everybody Loves Kostya which is a Russian name. And I said I would help them if I could bring a camera crew along to film it. And that movie is all about what you're asking. How do you do it? Well, I found it was very difficult because I assumed certain things. Everybody has a family. Everybody has trouble with their mom and dad or their brother or their wife, right? And they told me, no, that's not the case. They told me in, in Russia, uh, we're not really interested in these kinds of stories. So I had to ask, why did you ask me here then to help you? That's the whole show is about, you know, life with a family, life as a son, life as a brother, life as a parent, life as a right husband or wife. That's what it's about. And they they gave me a very hard time. Uh, they, they wanted it very uh, unrealistic. And very broad and and you know uh big like like almost like a clown show and so that's that i found it very difficult and at my the lesson that i learned was sometimes you got to give it up sometimes you got to say yeah it's not mine anymore it's yours you have to do it the way you want i'm here if you want help but if you don't want help uh, you know do it your way Mm -hmm. All right. So how how do you approach introducing and show and showcasing different cultural cuisines to a water audience through your TV shows and writing? Uh, well, you know, I'm not very brave. I don't want to eat weird things, things that I consider weird. Maybe you would consider different things weird. Like, I think it's safe to say not everyone in North America eats bugs regularly. Right. But I've had to eat some bugs because in certain cuisines, they eat bugs. And so if I'm going to be open-minded and expect the audience to be open-minded, I have to open my mouth and eat a bug or two. Can I say it's my favorite thing? No, but I've done it and I've shown you 
that I didn't die <laughs> from it. And certain ones are surprisingly good. Like, have you ever had uh, fried crickets in a in a in Mexican food in a taco? You know what? You would never know if I didn't tell you they were crickets. You would think they were little crunchy potato chips in there. Really, it wasn't bad at all. Now, do I want to just eat a big bowl full of crickets? No, but in the taco with the other things, I didn't mind it at all. It's the idea that you have to get past. And once you can get past an idea of something like eating a bug, maybe you can get past other ideas, other things that are fixed in your head as, oh, these type of people aren't my type of people. That's what I'm going for. Because everyone around the world that I meet is pretty fantastic. Most people are terrific. That's the main message of the show. And I find that if you can be open-minded, the, the reward that you get from how great people are is, is just fantastic. Just fantastic. So what advice do you have for inspiring writers and creators looking to break into the entertainment industry? Okay. Here's what I tell everybody, even starting at your age. Do you keep a journal? Do you ever write things down? If you're interested, are you guys interested in, in this, in show business and writing maybe? Yeah. Nathan, I am. Yep. Okay. I suggest keeping a journal. That's just for you. I want you to write something about your day every day. And it can be when you wake up in the morning. It could be a dream you had. It could be how your, your brother or sister bother you or your parents. You could write anything because it's just for you. It's not for anyone else to see. But you're getting in the habit of writing stuff down. No one's asking you to make up a story. Just write down what happened to you and how you feel about it, maybe. Does it make you mad? Does it make you happy? Did you think it was funny? I wish I wrote down a lot of the funny stuff that happened in my life that I forgot now that I'm old. I wish I had all that. But if you write down stuff and then maybe a few weeks later, go back and take a look at it, you might have, you might go, hey, that's funny. I didn't even realize it when I wrote it. That's funny. Maybe I can make a story out of that. And that's how you can begin to write stories and maybe even movies and TV shows. All we, all we are, what makes me different from you, Ben, or, or from you, Nathan, or, or Jack, it, it, it's everything that's happened to us and just us. And it's as, as seen through our own way we think, right? So things that have happened to us combined with the way we think about those things make us completely individual. And everybody has this point of view, which is very valuable. Do you, so, hear, my dog, do you hear my dog barking? No. No. Oh. So final question. Can you tell us what projects are you currently working on? And do you end or do you have planned any for the future? Yes. I hopefully will do more of my show because I love doing it so much. But I'm always open to ideas and I meet people all the time that I'd love to work with. And sometimes it works out. And sometimes a lot of the times in show business, it doesn't work out. But you keep trying and trying and trying. You never know what's going to hit. 
Do you know how long it took me to get the food and travel show? 10 years. And that was after I already had some success with Everybody Loves Raymond. So it's always a struggle in show business. It's never easy, but I love doing it so much that it's worth the struggle for me. Uh, I also, you know, I wrote the book about the show. And so now I'm on tour with the book and I, I go to theaters and people come and see me and they ask me questions just like you're asking me. And I tell stories about things that have happened to me. And uh, then I meet the people and I love doing that. So I think that's all our questions, right? Yeah. Thanks for coming. On the podcast. It was a pleasure interviewing you. I love being with you guys. I wish you a lot of happiness and good luck in your lives. And stay in touch. You guys are terrific. This podcast is hosted by the interview dudes, Jack Shaw. Nathan Cox, and Ben Peters. Produced by James Charon. Music by Kevin McLeod at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-T-E-C-H dot com. Thanks for listening.